Blog Talk Radio. Garbage Time NFL Podcast. My name is Fakun Wong, and I'm the editor-in-chief of Football Garbage Time. And uh, with me, as always, uh, although not quite yet, is my co-host, and I can say this because he's not even on, on the air yet, and person who is currently in fifth place in our NFL pick'em pool, senior <laughs> staff writer Ryan Whitfield. And I can say that again because he's not here. Uh, but... I do have a special guest on the line, and, uh, and I know that Ryan will be coming in anytime soon. So let me just get that rolling right now. That's right. We got special theme music for this guy because he's a repeat. Oh, wow. <laughs> he's right, man. You got special theme music just for you. We have back with us all the way from the DMV. Host of the Urban Sports Scene Podcast and All Skins Everything Podcast, it's Wally. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> right, welcome back, Wally. What's going on, Haku? <laughs> I'm, 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 we're gonna practice one more time. We're gonna practice one more time. Say, Erry, everything, everything. That's all about everything. That's what I'm talking about, Haku. That's what I'm talking about. We're gonna get this eventually, you know. We're gonna to totally get this eventually. And and Ryan is now online. And uh, and Ryan, uh, I gave you a very nice intro. I said nothing but nice things about you. You sure did. <laughs> oh, and then and and I must have offended him because he just jumped off. <laughs> okay. What? What's going on, with Ryan? I know, I know. I don't know what the deal is here. You know. Okay, that's fine. Like, you know, <laughs> that guy, Ryan. Anyway, I have to say, this is awesome. Including last night, we've now crossed over shows a total of five times. You know, we've been on each That's other's great. show so often this year. Yeah, we've been on, mm-hmm. I mean, th- this is great because it was, it was like three years, and then finally, bam, here we are, five times crossover. We've been on each other's shows so often this year. We might as well call this the Football Urban Garbage Scene Airy Thing Podcast. What do you think about that? Sound good? I think that sounds pretty awesome. And I think I got the Airy Thing I right. I love it. has a nice ring to it. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Ryan, hey, you met, you, you, you're on now. You're on, right? Yeah, a little technical difficulties per usual. My back's still yep. a little sore from carrying that show last night, but you know, <laughs> I'm here for better or for worse. So get ready, get ready to carry another one, man. Hey, you know how, it is. how you feeling? How you feeling today, bro? You uh, you have a you have a good morning today. <laughs> let me just say, let me morning. just say, I did not go to a bar today, okay? I'm just saying that right now. I did not want to go to a bar today. I'm just saying that right now. No headache? No headache? No headache? No. No Advil? Feeling no fine, so, guys. So as far as you know, back, I'm doing great. I listened back to the show uh, this morning, and uh, I caught Wally in there with a little subtle shot. I didn't hear when we were on the phone last night where he told you he loved the alcohol. <laughs> didn't come through on the <laughs> phone, but it was, uh, it was, it was pretty know, hot on the other too. side. Uh, I, I'll, I'll let that slide. I'll let that slide. That, and that meaning that I am just, I'm just even more entertaining when I'm uh, drinking, and not that I'm not entertaining hey, at all right now. I, I'll take that's the way I take it. You felt the spirit. You felt the spirit. I was with you. You, were, you felt the spirit. I was with you. That's right. I definitely, I definitely felt something. I can tell you that. All right. Hey, we've got a lot to discuss today with Wally and Ryan and everybody, including the power rankings. We got the results of the trade deadline. We got some DFS. Wow, we got a lot of stuff to talk to us, talk about today. So let's go ahead and get this started. 
All right, let's get it rolling with the power rankings. We haven't done this in two weeks, Ryan, so why don't we go ahead and start with you. Give us your top five power rankings as you see it going into week nine. Yeah, so, I mean, I'll go with where we are, not where I'm projecting, because I, I have the Saints moving up to number one after they have a big win this week. But right now, I go Rams one, Saints two. Wow. I have uh, – wow, I'm drawing a blank here. Kansas City three. <laughs> right. I have New England fourth. And then in fifth place right now, only by their record, I have the Redskins, but I think if you listened to me last night, you know how I feel about that team overall. Wow, you have the Redskins <laughs> in the top five? This is interesting. This is really interesting to me. All right, Wally, why don't we get your power right rankings? And, and, and we'll, so, go, right, we'll so go for that. I, ha- I have the, the Rams the Rams one, mm-hmm. second the Patriots, third the Saints, uh, four, sorry, third the, 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 um, the Chiefs, fourth the Saints, and five would be the Sandy, the L.A. Chargers. L.A. Chargers. Whoa, wait. That, 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 so Rams, Pats, Chiefs, Saints, Chargers. And we got on yeah. the other end here, we got Rams, Saints, Chiefs, Pats, Redskins. Interesting. I have the Rams at one, Chiefs at two. I have the Pats at three, Saints at four, and the Panthers. I like the Panthers at five. Mm-hmm. Call me crazy. I think they're actually uh, I think they're actually onto something. So, first of all, Ryan, defend yourself. Redskins at five. What, what, what's the deal with that? Why are you thinking that the Redskins deserve to be a power ranking at five? Because if we've ever seen a four-team NFL league, it's right now. Um, the fact that the Patriots are even my top four <laughs> says a lot about the NFL. It is. Wow. I mean, if you're going for parity NFL, you've done it because the whole league sucks this year. There's not a, there's not a <laughs> single team. Maybe the Rams, but even them I don't fully believe in yet. Um so, yeah, I mean, the, the entire media – I have the Saints at number two, and you know how I feel about dome teams. You know, right, so for I me do, to have I the do. Saints at number <laughs> two, do. especially yeah. the New Orleans Saints, which is the, the you know the stereotypical dome team. Um, uh-huh. Agreed. It's a, it's a soft division. You know, at least the Vikings are still a dome team, but at least they got to play in Green Bay and Chicago in January, typically. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so, again, for me to have the Saints at number two just says how down I am on the league. I just – I think I think any one of those four could win it, and anybody outside that four right now isn't, a, isn't really worth talking about, in my personal opinion. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Wally, let's switch over to you, and you got the Chargers in there at number five. It seems like that's the place where we all kind of differentiate on. Tell me about that. Defend yourself. Mm-hmm. Chargers at five. Why do you feel about? Why do you feel well, that way? Well, they've been playing good ball. They've been playing good ball offensively. Offensively, Philip Rivers has been playing at a high level. Um, I like the game. The, the running game with Melvin Gordon. They have the one-two punch. You obviously talk about Keenan Allen. Uh, even the young receiver and Mike Williams. I think that in terms of offensively speaking, they are they are a high potent offense. And, there's a, mm-hmm. and they have a veteran quarterback who's been there, who's who's not scared of the moment. Um, then you have, right. on the flip side, the defense isn't healthy yet. They're going to get both back. So you, the pass rush will get even better. Still got a young kid, Derwin James, out of Florida State, who's played well as a safety. I felt like mm-hmm. I feel like that team is primed to make a big push. I know uh, initially when we think of the Chargers, we think of a team that starts off slow. They're starting off fast. So now it's mm-hmm. like you think about it. In terms of what they've done in the past, they usually end the season off pretty strong. So I look at this team as a team that – uh, is a really strong team. Yeah, no, I I, uh, I don't disagree with that, and I actually struggled a little bit between the Chargers and the Panthers. I actually think that the uh, the Cam Newton like looks like he's back on it, and they are starting to finally use Christian McCaffrey in the right way. I mean, they were mm-hmm. kind of using him between the tackles a little bit. They weren't really using him in space, and they finally figured that out. He's he's really uh, added another dimension there. Plus, quite frankly, Funchess has been pretty reliable, and you got DJ Moore there. I think that there is a lot of potential there for that uh, Panthers team. But, you know, I guess the, the interesting thing about this is all three of us 
have the some combination of the Rams, Chiefs, Patriots, Saints up in the top four. So it seems like, as you say, Ryan, it's a uh, four-team league, so to speak. Um, but, hey, at five, it's anybody's game. So that's kind of interesting to me. I, I got to wonder, though, why, Ryan, are you so down on the Patriots? I mean, I get it. You know, you know what, what's the deal with that? So I might have to retweet it to you guys. Uh, I'll have to go back and find it. It was a Patriot beat writer. But there was a couple plays tweeted out uh, for Gronkowski on Monday night where it's not even just that he's not getting separation. I mean, he's in single coverage of the linebacker, and he's not even exploding off the line. There, there's something not right with him right now, which means mm-hmm. Josh Gordon, who y- your guess is as good as mine what the hell happened Monday night. First, he's getting benched for being tardy. Right. Then Bill Belichick won't address it, and he's starting the game. Yet Malcolm right. Butler got benched for an entire Super Bowl. So I don't yeah. know. You know, there's still all this dysfunction mm-hmm. left over from last year. The defense couldn't cover me. That defense is, you know, actually that's, that's not fair because <laughs> Stephon Gilmore is quietly having uh, a top, you know, an all-pro top five cornerback type season right now. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But outside of him, they all suck. I mean, it's the stuff I predicted. And I know McCourty ran 22 and a half miles per hour um, in straight line speed the other night. But coverage skills wise, you know, the, the secondary outside of, uh, Gilmore, you know, or at least in the safety positions, old. The linebackers are old and slow, or Kyle Van Noy, which is is even worse. And Adrian Claiborne, who came over here to be the big pass rusher, I think got his first sack of the season on Monday night. I don't even know if he got it, but he's been he's been a non-factor. So outside of Trey Flowers and Stephon Gilmore, that defense is terrible. Brady hasn't been as sharp as he's been in years past. They have a, a running back core that's basically all on the IR right now, and and a, and a rookie who I love who's one more hit to the knee away from joining them. Um, mm-hmm. So I just, yeah, I just don't think they have a ton of weapons. And I love Josh Gordon, but I mean, can you, can you, t- can you promise me that Josh Gordon will be there in the playoffs? Cause if you can, I like their chances, but you can't promise mm-hmm. me that you can't promise about Gronk or Edelman. So I just, right. I just don't think they're a very good team that they're, they've actually loaded up on picks for next year. And that's why I don't think they're active in the trade deadline. Cause in the last, Outside of the guys who got in the first round this year, I think it was coming into last year. They're in the in the 2016 and 2017 drafts. The only player they had drafted from the top two rounds on their roster was Cyrus Jones, who I think is now on the practice squad in Baltimore. So they're an mm-hmm. old team, and they need to, they need to restock and refuel. So this year kind of just feels like a a throwaway year. Okay, all right. Well, that's fair. We'll see how it happens. At least at least we know that we know we all agree on the top four. And that's five spots. It's going to be really interesting to see how that, that uh, kind of pans out in the rest of the season. Let's ring the bell on that one. Let's go ahead and go to our next topic because this is the big topic of the season, right? It's the NFL trade deadline ended yesterday, Tuesday, October 30th. We've got some big ones this time around. So let me just ask you guys to tell me what you think the real team impact of these trades are. And then, if you like, a little bit of the fantasy impact, if you have any thoughts on that, of these trades. Let's start with Wally. Wally, tell me about – Demarius Thomas, you know, the Houston Texans acquired Thomas from the Denver Broncos in exchange for a fourth-round pick and a swap seventh-round pick. Thomas, 30 years old, contract year, remains durable. He's reliable to his pool point, and uh, and I know that Ryan thinks he's soft. It's clear that the Texans made this move to fill the void left from the injured Will Fuller, who was placed on IR earlier this week for a turn ACL. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on Demarius Thomas over in the Texans? I'm interested to see how that turn, that plays out um, because Fuller, it was the speed demon. Um, I'm not sure the area right. of Thomas still has that type of speed. Um, he came in the league running about a 4-3, 4-4. Four, four, four. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if he still has that type of speed. So I don't know if they're gonna if it's going to fix what they're going to be missing. You know what I mean? Cause right. it, cause, because Hopkins plays that role that Thomas typically – when he, Thomas played 
specifically mm-hmm. in um, Denver. So I don't know how good of a fit that is. Um, that one, I'm, I'm really curious. I mean, I think Watson will still make plays. Um, Hopkins, to me right now, if we're talking about, to be honest with you, is the best receiver in football right now. Um, I don't know what – I just don't know. Thomas' situation is different than me because he's not a speed demon. Now, if they got somebody like a Deshaun Jackson, then we can talk. I would say that's a good fit. That's a good substitute right. for Fuller. You're losing this – you're losing a guy that can blow the top off, blow the top off off the roof when it comes to um, going deep. So that's the thing that it, I'm really, I'm, I want to see how that plays out. I really do. Yeah, and I and of course they have Kiki Kuti there, who now it's unclear what his role will be. I mean, if he's going to put him on the outside, usually he plays on the inside. It's really unclear how they're going to deploy the three receivers. Mm-hmm. But uh, Ryan, tell me what are your thoughts on Thomas in Texas? Well, I mean, I, I think you kind of un, uh, or mis, uh, misrepresented how I feel about Demarius Thomas. That wasn't very fair of you, and I, I'm actually a little bit hurt. Uh, I'm That's what I do. It's my job. Really nice. I'm going to say something really nice. I'm going to agree with you. He's super durable. It helps when you're, uh, when you're uh, an absolute wuss who doesn't ever want to get hit and will <laughs> go in the is. middle. It's really <laughs> easy. It's really easy to not If you want to see a professional athlete – at the size of Demarius Thomas turtle, go back and watch the 2013 Super Bowl. That I know it was oh, a cold yeah. night, but but uh, you know people mm-hmm. uh, people's downstairs parts weren't the only thing shrinking on that field that night. So uh, yeah. Demarius Thomas, <laughs> Demarius Thomas, the Texans is a non-story to me. I think they're I think they're I mean does he help a little bit? Yeah, because Will Fuller's down, so I, I know it's a you know an, another weapon to throw to at least, and you know he gets to play in a warm dome, which will be helpful. But if uh, the Texans you know, or, or outside in January in either Foxborough or uh, Arrowhead. Don't, I wouldn't yep. expect much from Demarius Thomas. Yep. Okay. Well, that's that's fair. And I, I will say that I am also not as interested in what he's going to do in Texas, but I am very interested in what Cortland Sutton is going to do in Denver. I mean, he has definitely yeah. been stepping it up, and I think they're opening up a ton of snaps here for uh, for him in Denver. So that'll be, I think that would be the interesting – fantasy aspect and also kind of the interesting football aspect. I don't think Broncos are going to win a lot of games, but Cortland Sutton, guy to keep an eye on. So let's go to the next guy I have on the list here. And Ryan, I'm going to start with you. This is going to be Golden Tate. Philadelphia Eagles acquired Tate from the Detroit Lions in exchange for a third-round pick. Tate, like Thomas, is 30, but unlike Thomas, Tate is one of the league's best after-the-catch receivers and can slide right into what the Eagles do on offense. Tate will be a free agent at the season's end. What are your thoughts on Tate and the Eagles? I mean, of all the trades that were made yesterday, this one is, I guess, on paper probably. Or no, I'm going to take that back. Not on paper because you're getting him for a half a year basically as a rental. But as I guess on the field, immediately will probably make the biggest impact. Um, mm-hmm. My concern with it would be that he is a rental player, and I honestly don't think the Eagles are going anywhere this year. They dug themselves mm-hmm. a nice little hole, and every single time they've looked like they turn the corner, they they crap it the next week. Um, you know, it's not just the city of Philadelphia, and I promise you this isn't because I'm bitter um, with the Patriots in the Super Bowl <laughs> last year. Sure. It really isn't. But they, they yeah. did. I mean, the, the Broncos beat us in 2015 when we the Super Bowl. I didn't say the same thing. I said Peyton Manning got carried because he did. But the Eagles, mm-hmm. I mean, even from a team mm-hmm. thing, like, I mean, how, how, many, how, how long is Lane Johnson going to spend his time talking about the Patriots? He spent all offseason <laughs> talking about him. He spent no. the whole preseason talking about it. To me, they just they don't seem like a team – that was dialed in to come back in and do it again this year. And one of the biggest concerning moments for me was, I think it was mm-hmm. two weeks ago, you saw Carson Wentz dive forward, head first, 
and get hit and spun around identical to the play he blew his ACL out on, ACL out right. on last year. And I'm a huge Carson Wentz fan. But, dude, I, you don't have to look much further than RG3 or Andrew Luck to learn the lesson of, like, once you start taking those yeah. shots, to stop taking those shots. Gotta so to see him yourself. do the same exact thing, the same exact play this year, tells me they might not be the smartest team in the league. And that's just my right. personal two cents on it. So yeah. I don't know how much it helps them this year. If they can re-sign him, good move. But if they don't re-sign him, I think that they gave up, you know, more than I would have for a rental. Interesting. All right, Wally, what are your thoughts on Golden Tate and the Philadelphia Eagles? Obviously, as a guy who who, who has been who's grown grown up as a fan of the Washington Redskins, I have to hate the Eagles. But um, <laughs> no, nah, Golden Tate, Golden Tate, I will say it's a good fit because I like like Ryan. I am a big fan of Carson Wentz. Um, that's mm-hmm. a guy that I, I watching from his rookie year. I thought initially when I saw him, I was like, I was saying to myself, he's a star. He's a star mm-hmm. in the making. Um. What they do in terms of some of the plays they run with uh, Peterson as, as the coach and, and the offensive mind, I, I think it's a great fit. I mean, you got Alshon Jeffries, who's one of the better playmaking wide receivers out there in football, and then you got Golden Tate that could take a five-yard pass and take it to the house or, or take it for yep. 20 yards. I just think that you know you're you're, you're taking the you're taking away you're taking a lot away from Carson Wentz in terms of trying to be the all-around be all-around playmaker for that team when you got a guy yep. like Golden Tate that can take a, a slant to the house. So I like the pickup. Mm-hmm. I think it was a great fit. Uh, but, again, like Ryan said, I think the Eagles have been a team that been, has that have been a little bit too arrogant and, like, really been listening to their own press clippings and whatnot. Or like, and like Ryan said, <laughs> obviously talking about the Patriots game for too long or, or talking about the Philadelphia special for way too long, uh, yeah. needs to, that needs to end. They need to be more concerned about this season. Because they're just not—they just haven't been a consistent team. Even the defense isn't consistent. Yes, they have yep. a good front seven, but that back end is horrible. Like anybody could throw it on that back end. So they have a lot. They have a lot. They have a lot to worry about more than than the, than the wide receiver position. Yeah, well, I mean, they almost were beat by Blake Bortles. It tells you how things are looking for them right now. But yeah, I will say, you know. You know, Nelson Aguilar and Jordan Matthews are no great shakes. And, you know, they be, they play best out of the slot. Tate also plays out of the mm-hmm. slot for the most part. It'd be interesting seeing how they deploy all those guys. I suspect Jordan Matthews is heading for the bench. But, um, you know, Aguilar hasn't been really lighting it up either. So who knows what's going to happen there. I am very interested on the other flip side of this and Kenny Galladay and seeing if what he can do now that he will have a, a healthier target share. He kind of faded over the last two weeks with only three targets in the last two weeks. But he did have a nice run there at the beginning of the season, and I, I think now that Joel Tate is out, it'll be interesting to see how he slides back in there. Most interesting thing that I think of from the uh, fantasy fantasy perspective. All right, let's go ahead and uh, ring the bell on that one, and let's move on to our next guy. That's Amari Cooper. The Dallas Cowboys acquired Cooper from the Oakland Raiders in exchange for our first-round pick, which now, if you think about it, was a pretty freaking good deal, Chucky. So the Cowboys look to be going for a, for a wide-open NFC East. And, uh, you know, sorry, Redskins, it is pretty wide open right now still. But uh, the 1-5 and five Raiders are basically tanking away. And it's pretty clear that John Gruden and his ridiculous 10-year, $100 million contract is going to get them just a rebuild. So Cooper did begin his career with back-to-back 1,000-year campaigns, but he's been really inconsistent after that. He's still only 24 years old, remains under team control through 2019. What are your thoughts, Wally? On Amari Cooper with the Cowboys, another team you love. Quarterback is that his quarterback is Dak Prescott. <laughs> yeah, I mean it is what it is. Yeah, you know he went Thank from Carr to Dak. He went from he went from Carr, who to me I, I've always loved uh, Derek Carr. 
but yeah, you know, too. playing with now playing with John Gruden, that's another situation. That's another issue in its own right. But <laughs> Amari Cooper went from being a guy that can get you a thousand, I mean, a thousand plus yards with a Derek with a Derek Carr going to Dak, Dak, Dak Prescott. We'll see. I mean, I look at Amari Cooper as one of the better route runners, a guy that can also go deep. Um, yeah, he has a he has he has issues with, of late. He has issues of late with dropping dropping a football, but still is a guy who they can get open. But Dak can't right. find him anyway, so it doesn't matter. So I don't think he would have value <laughs> on fantasy because of Dak. And I have Lamar Cooper as my as my as a fantasy wide receiver for me. But I don't think anything right. good's gonna come out out of that. So um, it's not a big thing for the. It's not a. It's not. It will not be a big deal for the Cowboys. It really won't. It won't put the Cowboys over the top. And I hurt. Yep. And it hurts me to say that because I love Amari Cooper. But it right. won't. It won't do anything. And they gave him a first round pick. It's amazing. Now that you look yeah. at all, what all these receivers are going for, it's amazing. They gave mm-hmm. so so good. You know, congrats to Chucky for getting something back uh, here. We looked bad last week. Looks great this week. What do you think, Ryan? What do you think about Cooper in Dallas? Yeah, so you know how I feel about Amari Cooper. We've talked about him a bunch. Um, I don't think he's a very good receiver. Uh, I also agree 1,000% of Jeremy Chapman there with a thank you to Wally. I mean, not enough people still talking about, like, I keep hearing about how Des Bryant fell off a cliff, yet all I've seen is his quarterback suck in the last three years. (laughs) Like, he had one decent season when all they did was hand the ball off to Zeke. And as Mm -hmm. you know, running backs can't take that kind of workload and continue to play. Um, you know, what I really wanted to do was come in here and make a joke about, because, I mean, you said now it's a, it, it's a good deal for after we saw the wide receiver market, um, that it turned out to be a good deal for, for uh, John the Raiders. I, we, yep. we knew that. We knew that already it was an overpay. Only the Cowboys would be stupid enough to do this. So the joke <laughs> I wanted to make was say if I went back to 2015, I still I wouldn't even draft him in the first round. But I'm looking at that draft of wide receivers, and we got Philip Dorsett, Nelson Aguilar, yep. Devontae yep. Parker and Amari Cooper. So I guess I guess he would still take him in the first round in that draft. Um, <laughs> it was but, the best deal. Yeah, I mean, Jesus. What a – oh, and Kevin White, your boy there. So what a suck yeah, back yeah. draft that Don't was. even remind me about that. <laughs> and, Todd, and Todd Gurley went That's 10. Mean. How would you like to be any of the – how would you like to take One Kevin nine. White? How would you like to take <laughs> Kevin White in Chicago at number uh, seven with, with Todd Gurley? Todd Gurley. Oh, man. That was embarrassing. <laughs> Anyways – um, no, so I mean, I don't think it has a big impact anywhere. I mean, the Raiders are completely untouchable. They're in a 1,000% in a rebuild, which is which is actually really optimistic. You should be really optimistic if you're about if you're a Raiders fan, because a guy who's been away from the league for 10 years, who whose claim to fame is taking Tony Dungy's team to a championship. Because remember, mm-hmm. he oh, went there and freak. in the first season one after yeah, don't, after Dungy built everything, implemented the Tampa two and all of that. And now, yep. so now that guy who was overrated to begin with sits out football for ten years after a bunch of losing seasons, mm-hmm. and is now going to be the guy in charge of rebuilding your whole program. Good luck, over <laughs> yeah. I know. And, and, and also, and, can I add this too? Can I add this? Yep. What quarterback has he ever like groomed to be great? I guess other than no Rich Gannon, and Rich Gannon was like eighty years old at the time. I'm trying <laughs> to remember. I promise, you, I promise you right now that that first round pick he got is going to be a center, and with the Oakland's first pick, they're going to take a guard. He's going to be. He's yeah. going to old school. He's going to build he's from the, the middle of the offensive line. Yeah, I mean, he will be. But I mean, you're talking about you know they're going to they're going to build this like the Cowboys did, and they're going to take ten years, and then he'll mess it up when they get to the skill positions, just like the Cowboys did. Yep. All right. All right. Let's go ahead and uh, move on to the next guy there. I think we got plenty to say about Cooper and Chucky. Uh, Ty Montgomery was up next, but you know what? I'm going to give him a pass because, you know, let's face it, he's not really going to do anything of any consequence. I want to get to some important guys. I want to get to Ha Ha Clinton Dix 
Wally. The Washington Redskins acquired Clinton Dix from the Green Bay Packers in exchange for a 2019 fourth-round pick. He's been an every-snap player this season for the Packers. Doesn't appear to be any depth behind him. He was the number 21 overall pick in 2014. Uh, looks like he'll immediately slide in as a starter to Washington. He's a free agent at the season's end, though. What do you think about HaHa Clinton Dix and the Washington Redskins? Well, it was a good move for the Skins um, because even if he if he does leave, they have an opportunity to pick, get a compensation pick, uh, which would probably that which could possibly be a fourth round pick. So they'll right. you know either way they can get they, get, they can kind of if 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 everything goes goes correctly they can kind of get that pick back. Uh, but I think you teaming him up with DJ Swearinger, DJ Swearinger and Pro Football Focus is rated the top safety, and then Haha Quentin Dix is in the top five as well. I want to say like three ish. So. You have two of the best so far this season. Guys are playing uh, playing the safety level the highest at the highest at the highest level. So two of the best, and then you, I mean, that, that helps up that helps out uh, the Redskins pass rush, that, which has been exceptional this season. So I like it. I mean, and I know a lot of people are talking about Monte Nicholson, who who's mm-hmm. played free safety and played decent. Uh, but you know, you can still play three. You can play three safeties. You can put Monte into the I call it the uh, more the uh, nickel inside linebacker position where he can play tight end so he can check he can check running backs out the backfield. So there are things mm-hmm. you can do with three with three uh safety. So I, I like the pickup. I think it's really good for him. I, I was clamoring for the for the skins to get Deshaun Jackson, but after thinking about it and knowing that Alex hasn't really been throwing the wide receivers, I think uh ha Quentin Dix is a it's a better uh Clinton Dix is a better look. Right. I mean Alex barely throws to anybody. <laughs> Let's just face it. But um I, I actually my guy. Clinton Dick it's my guy. is actually it's my... Yeah. <laughs> but I think he's he's much I think he's much better than Monte Nicholson, so I I, I really like that. Yeah. So uh Ryan, what are your thoughts on Ha Clinton Dix and the Washington Redskins? Yeah, I mean I personally don't put a lot of value or stock in the safety play. Um mm-hmm specifically the way that Clinton Dix plays personally. I think he's a good player, so in that sense, I don't think it's a bad move. I just think that uh, apparently since Alex Smith hates Jamison Crowder and all of my fantasy teams <laughs> and Jamison Crowder can't stay healthy, that Golden Tate might have been the better play for the Redskins. But at the end of the day, uh, to give him, you know, give him a short option over the middle. You know, Golden Tate, again, as, as Wally said earlier, is a guy who can take a slant to the house. Um, yep. So I feel like that might have done something for the offensive side of the ball a little bit more in the value than you're going to get out of Clinton Dix just because of I place more value in, a, in an offensive skill position than a defensive position. But a fourth-round pick for half a year of Clinton uh, Dix is not a terrible deal. Unfortunately, you're still getting bounced in the wild card round at home by like 14 <laughs> points because wow. they're just not that good. But, there you, know, is. you know, it's not a, not a terrible move. It doesn't set back the franchise by any means, and maybe he likes it there and he'll stay. Yeah, yeah. there you go. He ends on a positive note. That's very unlike him. We got AP. All right, we're, going, we're, going, we're about to do some real damage. Man. Agent Peterson, all day. Yeah, AP. We're the, going back the, to that all day. AP all day. On, the, on, the, on the questionable injury report today because uh, his old, his old man back's a little sore after that 60-yard run. Injury report. <laughs> he's, that's, that's fake. He's always on injury report. Don't believe that. It's, he's always on injury report. I'm, I'm, actually, I'm actually seriously rooting for Adrian Peterson to stay healthy and for the Redskins to make it to the postseason just so I can watch AP fumble in another huge moment in his career. <laughs> because if, if, if there's a prop bet on that going into the Redskins playoff game, I'm laying every dime I have down on it, and I'm going to cash out big time. Adrian Peterson fumbles in that game at some point. <laughs> AP, is give me, AP is going to give me a fancy football championship. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Not uh, early. <laughs> Sitting all the way back right. there in fifth. <laughs> oh man 
<laughs> always comes down to this, doesn't it? All right. Well, Howard Clinton Dix, very <laughs> interesting. You know, I can tell you this. I can tell you this. I, I watched Howard Clinton Dix destroy Notre Dame in the 2012 NCAA championship game at BCS Bowl, and I was – so I was we very impressed by that. him. Yeah, well, I, I don't, I don't like to talk about that, that either. I actually paid money to see that game. Are you kidding me? I'm, I'm, I'm really <laughs> sure about it. <laughs> are, you not, are you not? I mean, talk about the, the fact that we might be on the path to get our butts whooped in the playoffs in, in the first round by Alabama again <laughs> if we can win out here. And you want to you want to bring back up 2012 nightmares? Oh, Thanks. Oh man. Thanks, I don't know what I don't know what I want to happen here. I just like I don't, I'd rather not be in the playoffs and have to play freaking Alabama again. It's like my oh, nightmare. Is that, the, is that the most Chicago mindset I've ever heard in my life? Talk about a loser <laughs> for men. I still want to go. <laughs> Because you know, I'm gonna end up pouring all my life savings and go to sit, go to watch them destroy <laughs> me again. I, I can't do it again, guys. I can't do it. I can't eat peanut butter and jelly for a whole year again in order to make up for the fact that I saw a terrible game in person. All right, hey, let's get on to the last guy I got on the list here. We got Dante Fowler, and I know you don't you don't care for these Ooh, defensive guys, Ryan, but you know the LA Rams acquired Fowler from the Jacksonville Jaguars in exchange for a 2019 third round pick. And a 2025th round pick. The Jets and Packers were also reportedly interested, but Packers managed to get richer. He was the odd man out in the Jags' defensive end rotation, but should provide, I think, instant help for Wade Phillips' defense in Los Angeles. Number three overall pick in the 2015 draft. He's only had one career start, though. Could change. He registered two sacks, 165 snaps in Jacksonville this season. He will be a free agent at the season's end. Ryan, let's start with you. What do you think about Dante Fowler going to the Rams? Okay, so first of all, you missed you misrepresented my character again, and I'm really getting fed up with it. First of all, <laughs> I'll never I'll get I'll never get tired of it though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't dislike defensive players, but you, I mean, what team do I love? What team of the, the four years we've done this show? Is there a team outside of the Patriots that I have gushed over more than the Seattle Seahawks, and particularly on the defensive mm. side of the ball? That's true. I love okay. defense. What That's I don't true. love is a guy who's a defensive end who was drafted number three overall and comes in as a oh oh oh, oh I'm gonna pull back that upward uh, but that comes in as a pass rush specialist and has two sacks <laughs> on the year. That's yep. what I don't like. Your whole job yep. is to get after quarterback. He doesn't. He's actually really he's actually effective if you look at like a lot of his rankings on all all the different varying sites. He's actually really mm-hmm. good against the run. Yeah, that's what I want. A number three overall defensive end who's good against the yep. run. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, you know, he's not. He hasn't been a starter in Jacksonville, so it's really interesting and I, probably a good move by Jacksonville. So, what do you think, Wally, what are you, his about agent? Dante Fowler? This form you was agent over here. <laughs> <laughs> Just <laughs> you didn't know I was getting. Just put him in a starting it? role. He's worth it. He's worth it. Ten million a year. Four years. Thanks. Yep. All no, right, Wally. What do you think? But I like I like the I like the I like the pickup because he's gonna he's gonna play with Sue and Donald and they're gonna take mm-hmm. all the attention and he's going going outside so he's gonna have one on one you know somebody with this who who has his feet off the edge he'll be he should be able to get some pressure this team still misses that team still misses Quinn um, Quinn was a good mm-hmm. pass rusher for him I think having Fowler not to say he's gonna be I'm not calling I'm not gonna say he's the second coming of Lawrence Taylor or anything but he does have an opportunity. <laughs> To put to, to create pressure because of Sue and because of Sue and, and Donald, those yeah. guys make him better. So I think getting that guy on the edge makes that pass rush better because this this Rams team we've seen that they need more pressure from the outside. They get a lot of pressure from the inside with Donald and Sue, but they need to get more pressure on the outside. And, they, and this we won't know this Rams defense till they get to lead back and, and mix in what Fowler does. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of 
I don't mind the pickup either. I mean, in the 2019 third round pick and 2025, it's not a huge price to pay for a guy who has still a lot of upside left, I think. But um, anyway, we're running short in time, so I'm going to ring the bell on that and get to our last topic, and that's some daily fantasy football stacks and DFS stacks. So let's start with you, Ryan. Uh, Why don't you fire away? Do you have any suggestions for our listeners on DFS stacks this weekend, week nine of the NFL? Yeah, so my DFS stack uh, is, or I have two of them for you, and it's it's short and sweet. You play you play both sides of the same game. You got New Orleans okay. at home in a dome against the Rams. Two defenses hmm. that are are are. Uh, I know the Rams. I mean the the Saints have played better as of late. Rams defense does have a lot of talent, as uh, Wally was just saying. You know they're missing a few pieces and still a few pieces away from being at at full speed. But in a dome, two good offenses, high powered. I expect that one to be a track meet. So. Uh, obviously, you're playing on both sides, Gurley and Kamara. You're playing the quarterbacks on both sides, and I would play. I would play. Cooks had a down week last week. I, no, he's probably gonna be on Lattimore. So I'll take Woods in that, and then I'll take uh, Mike Thomas on the other side, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then keep a close eye on Cooper Cup, who is starting to practice, I believe, today. So maybe he'll make it back on the field this week as well. Wally, what are your thoughts on a DFS deck? Any thoughts for our listeners? Yeah, I would, I would. I mean, to mess around, I would play Adrian Peterson. He's going against Atlanta. Atlanta has one of the worst defenses <laughs> in the in, in the NFL in terms of run defenses. So he should he should have another good game. That's for you, Ryan. That's just for you, Adrian Peterson, all day. Um, <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> no problem. Also, uh, lock him in, Ryan. <laughs> looking at the Cleveland Browns uh, versus the Kansas City Chiefs, I think Chubb. Uh, he's got the job right now because uh, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Hyde was Hyde has been traded to Jacksonville. Chubb Chubb is a guy that in even in a short sample size and even in the game you thought he played well. So I think Chubb would be a guy that, if, that a guy I guess a Kansas City defense that I would definitely feature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely. Those are good good thoughts, good matchups there. I got two for our listeners as well. The Panthers versus the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers have the worst pass defense in the NFL. I love all the Panthers Panthers pass catching options. Cam Newton is expensive. You can get him great. Christian McCaffrey is the fourth most expensive on DraftKings. But Devin Funches is only 5,600 on DraftKings. DJ Moore, who will get another start, is only 4,300. I think their upside is fantastic. So I like that as a play this week. I also like Vikings versus Lions. Uh, the Lions have the third worst defense in the NFL and the Vikings are just cooking on uh, offense. I think, I think they'll be able to cook against the Lions. Cousins is uh, a little bit pricey, a little cheaper than Newton. I don't mind playing him. Thielen is ridiculous. If you can fit him into your lineup, go ahead do it. But I like Stefan Diggs. If he plays, he has a rib issue, 6,800 on DraftKings, not so bad. If he does not play, I really love Kyle Rudolph. He's only going for $3,100. He's super, super cheap. So he will get those extra catches if and extra targets if Diggs doesn't play. And Latavius Murray at 5,100, still underpriced. He's nothing special, but he's going to get all the run he can handle, seeing as how Delvin Cook will be out for yet another week. So those are my thoughts on DFS stacks. We are actually out of time. Unbelievable. It always goes so fast. It always goes so fast when you're having fun, and we're always having fun when Wally joins us. So thank you so much, Wally, for joining us. Why don't oh, no. you give us your no problem. social you. media so people can follow you? Yeah, check. All right, check check me out on Twitter um, at Urban Sports Scene. Uh, it's uh, so we talk about all DMV sports that that uh, Hakun <laughs> referred to. Uh, we talk about the, the Wizards, the Skins, uh, the Nationals, um, the Capitals. Yeah. 
uh, even the Baltimore Orioles. Um, and also we have our own <laughs> little Redskins, <laughs> you know, our own Redskins. I'm a Baltimore Orioles fan. Even though our yeah, Redskins, I'm um, sorry our Redskins podcast is called All Skins Everything. I know it, it hurts my feelings. We're going to be terrible for a while. <laughs> All Skins Everything, uh, and that's the predominantly uh, our Redskins uh, podcast. But, yeah, it's a pleasure doing the show with you guys. Again, we're going to try to keep this thing going, uh, this connection yeah. going. We're going to try to keep, keep each other on cross shows and whatnot. So let's do it. Yeah, most mm-hmm. definitely. And catch the Urban Sports Scene podcast every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. It is fantastic. And it's, speci- it's specifically really, really good, though, if you come out of a happy hour. I can tell you that right now. Very entertaining <laughs> coming out of a happy hour. I'm just, I'm just going to go ahead it's and amazing. say that. It's amazing. Try it. Look. Try happy hour Urban Sports Scene podcast. Bam, bam. The best combo you can have on a Tuesday night. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Ryan, give us your shout-outs <laughs> on your social media. Yeah, I just want to say, Wally, at least – even though you're a, uh, a Ravens fan, uh, an Orioles fan, <laughs> at least that dirty little rat, Manny Machado, is not somebody you have to watch oh, anymore. Oh, don't do that to me. Oh, man. I miss him. I miss <laughs> yeah, him a lot. I miss I Manny. And Manny, there's I miss you, man. There's a lot more safer legs. There's, a lot, there's a, lot, a lot safer legs walking around Baltimore without his cleats coming around right now. So, um, anyway, wow. I'd rather be – look, I want a dirty, great player, man. I'll take that any day of the week. You see the, you see the minor league team we got right now? You see the yeah, minor league I mean, team we got? That's not a team. That's not a pro team. That's a minor league team. He didn't look so great falling to his knees on that strikeout to end the World Series. But I digress. I know. Oh, he always does that. He always swings that way. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you get fooled out of your shock strap. But you can follow me on Twitter at Ryan Whitfield NE. A message to Twitter if they listen to this. Stop messing around with the app. It looks terrible right now. Um, and then check out my boys at Squad QL, uh, the daily fantasy sports optimizer. All right. Well, thanks again, Wally. And best of luck in week nine to Ryan, who will really need it in the NFL picks pool because he's really behind. And uh... I'm one behind Wally. Everyone keeps talking like I'm getting smoked. I'm one, I'm one pick him out of, out of third place. Though. One is great, Be though. Be careful. But one is great, though. <laughs> yes, right. All right. Thank you, everyone, for wasting time of us. Until next time, enjoy your NFL week. Hakun's paying a, a, a sharp part, part-time to make his comp-